Good morning. It's good to have you here on this beautiful spring day. Isn't it wonderful? Um, welcome. Uh, those who are watching us on Zoom at home, uh, welcome to you as well. A uh, couple of announcements. Uh, we have the name for the clothing giveaway. It is free bees. Get it? Free bees, and then it's bees. And and Donna, you're coming up with some type of some type of costume that I'm supposed to wear. I wanted to let you know that this is my last day. I am leaving immediately after church. <laughs> so anyway, we are collecting uh, the clothing for um, the freebie clothing giveaway. It's May 21st, and this, this is spring and summer clothing, uh, so we're collecting now. So uh, if you haven't already, start going through your closets. Um, and uh, everyone, this is a church-wide event, so we, we're hoping that all of you will participate in that. Uh, remember to do the, uh, we're still doing random acts of kindness, um, Hopefully you're doing that, and hopefully some of those things that you're doing will continue on, that it's not just something that you're doing just for the Lenten season. Also, uh, the uh, Easter egg hunt is coming up. That is uh, April the 16th at 10 a.m., and we need candy donations. So if you want to bring... Does she not? Does he not like candy? Or he? It's he. But yeah, you know, I cry the same time because all the candy donations actually go to the kitchen, not to my office. And Sharon, thank you for pointing that out because I was going to have them in my office, and you said no, don't touch that sign, leave it there in the kitchen. So we do need candy donations. Please bring them in and. we will have a little bit more information with that later. Any other announcements? Uh, you may notice that we have a little bit of a change. Uh, Gloria's over there on the piano with uh, the rest of our, our group over there. So um, we're, we're testing the waters. So everything's okay. So don't go, oh my goodness, what happened? We're going to try this, okay? Everyone okay with that? Good, because that's what we're doing. Okay. Let's, let's, go, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, we thank you for this time that we can come together, that we can worship you. And so, Lord, let all the thoughts of things that are going on in the outside world disappear and let us concentrate on worshiping you. For, Lord, you are to be glorified and to be praised during this service. So, Lord, let us praise you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Good morning, everybody. If we could stand and sing. We should all know this first one, so sing good and loud. Your breath in a 
<laughs> so we're going to do another new song this week. Um, so if you guys will just not just sing with us, but worship with us also. Yeah. 
may be seated. As we come to this time of prayer, I wanted to give you two updates. Uh, Joyce Carroll is over at Cindy's, and uh, she is doing well, and so we are praying for her and that she continues to get better, and uh, that Georgine Berger's uh, surgery on Friday went well, and she is home uh, resting, and so please pray for her and for Ray as um, she's, we pray that, um, that she is better, and whatever the surgery that was done would fix the problem. So uh, we're praying for both of them. Any other prayer concerns? Please raise your hand. Yes, please pray for, pray for Kurt and his two sisters, Marlene and Lisa, as they lost their mother yesterday. Okay, we are praying for, for all three of you, four of you, yes. Any other? Okay. Yeah, um, we want to thank everyone for the cards and prayers and, and uh, well wishes and, and the kind thoughts that are in uh, yeah, Tina's mother passing on. Uh, we don't know when the funeral's going to be yet. Um, they're going to meet on the 14th of April uh, due to COVID. Um, Hawaii is very backed up in funerals. Okay, so we have no idea what's going to happen. And last weekend, we had a chance to run up to Michigan to see my mother. She's in a nursing home there. Uh, she has dementia. Uh, she didn't know who we were, but uh, you know we had a chance to sit, you know, sit there with her, and, and uh, we had a few visits with her while we were there. So uh, appreciate it. Okay. Well, we're praying for for both of both of you. Yep. Over there. Chris. Today is Lisa's birthday. Happy birthday, Lisa. I, I knew that. Yeah, I know. I'm just... So this week, you can come in a little bit later. <laughs> By 15 minutes. I know. I'm just... I'm, I'm like that. And I'll, I'll even pick up a London fog for you. Okay, any other? Oh, right here. Monday is seven years of marriage between me and this beautiful woman next to me. Her name's Angela. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> happy anniversary to, to both of you. Uh, what a beautiful family you guys have, so. Any other? Oh, right down front. Donna. Do I take it? This is a praise. Um, Sharon and I attended a concert last night, and I think I can speak for Sharon. God speaks to me through music, and I was so grateful and blessed. And then I realized how blessed I am with the music in this church and the devotion and dedication that so many people put in every week. And even to see youth now is just blesses me to death. So just thank you. Amen. Amen. Any others? Right, right down for Kirk. Does it happen on our 39th anniversary? Mm-hmm. Well, we do... We do wish you a happy anniversary under the circumstances, so we're praying for you. Any other concerns or praises? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, we come to you with mixed feelings. We come to you because you have been good. You have blessed us. You show us your love each and every day. 
we see the people that you've healed. We see how they're responding to treatment. And Lord, we just praise you for that. But Lord, we also come to you with sadness when we lose those that we love. We come to you when we know the evil that goes on in this world. We're sad when we know our brothers and sisters in the Ukraine and the things that they're going through and the Christians around the world that are being persecuted. It helps us realize just how grateful we should be, how we should count our blessings. But not only that, to actually ask you to guide us in what we need to do. Lord, there are so many things that we need to be doing. So Lord, we ask that you would just guide our hearts. But first, we actually need to know who you are. And by doing that, we need to study your word. So Lord, help us each day to study your word, to listen to what is going on in the world through your eyes. And Lord, sometimes we don't understand. But Lord, we do trust. So Lord, we lift up our concerns and praises. Lord, for the hearts that are heavy, we ask for healing. For those that are recovering, we pray for your mercy that they will get stronger. Lord, for the praises of birthdays and anniversaries, we thank you that we can celebrate with our friends and family. So Lord, those burdens that we carry, we need to let go. So once again, as often as I do, we set our burdens before you. Help us not to pick them back up, but to lean on you, to trust your word. The word is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And that when we get tired, when we get lost, when we hurt, that we turn to you. And when there are praises, when our heart is full of love and joy, that we turn to you. And so, Lord, we just lift up all of these concerns, these praises, everything to you. And pray this in your son's most precious name. Amen.
morning. How's everyone doing today? Good. Nice that winter's still here. That's pretty cool. Today's message comes from Revelations 2, 1 through 7. Write this letter to the angel of the church of Ephesus. This is the message from the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand, the one who walks among the seven lampshades, lampstands. I know all the things you do. I have seen your hard work and your patient endurance. I know you do not tolerate evil people. You have examined the claims of those who say they are apostles, but are not. You have discovered they are liars. You have patiently suffered for me without quitting. But I know this, but I have this, (laughs) sorry, but I have this conflict against you. You don't love me or each other as you first did. Look how far you have fallen. Turn back to me and do the works you did at first. You do not, you, you don't repent. I will come and remove your lampshade, lampstands from the place among the churches. But in this is your favor. You have evil, the deeds of the, you hate the evil deeds of Nathanjus, <laughs> just as I did. Anyone of anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand that he is saying to the churches, to everyone who is victorious, I will give you fruit from the trees of life in paradise of God. So I will have to say this, uh, David, for someone who uh, says something about winter, you don't dress for it. <laughs> yeah, it's almost over, I know. You're, 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 you're there. Amen. So I don't know uh, a lot of this generation uh, that's come up, uh, the younger generation, But how many of you remember when you're driving with your parents, or maybe you even had it in your car, the road atlas? Remember the size of these things? They were huge. And we relied on them to give us directions. We would open it up and we would look at it. Now, how they actually did that in the car, because you actually needed a table, because it was like open maybe the scrolls. But they were huge, and you would find your way. And for some reason, even though you had the map, you would occasionally lose your way. And then you would try to figure out, okay, exactly where are we? And then it was always funny. My, my parents, uh, when, we, when Kathy and I first moved to um, Dallas, they said, we want to come out especially when our daughter was just born, and they're going to drive out. And, then, and I prayed because uh, my mom and dad, as far as trying to figure out where they're going, my dad had the idea, my mom had the map, and you kind of know how it went. Um, I told my dad, look, when you get to LBJ, now if you don't know what LBJ is, it is the highway, superhighway, that goes around Dallas. And I said, when you get there, this is where you turn, and you get to my house. And my dad said, yeah, I got it. When he finally called, he said, I'm at the corner of Mockingbird Lane, and I forget the other street, in downtown Dallas. And I said, Dad, how did you miss LBJ? I didn't see it. Dad, there are eight, lines, eight lanes of highway. You could not have missed it. He's like, well, your mom was talking, and I was like, okay, okay. You're lost. So we found him, and he had this biggest smile on his face. Well, you found me. And I'm like, yeah, you gave me directions. I know where you were. But sometimes we do have this Maybe it's a male thing. We, we don't like to ask directions. When I go into a store, 
Kathy says, why didn't you ask where something was? And I said, according to the card I carry in my wallet, I'm not allowed unless I spend an hour and then I can ask for help. It's just a requirement for us men. We don't ask. Isn't that right, Chris? We don't. We don't ask. You're going to have to give me your card when... But sometimes we do follow. And we try to get back on the right path. And today's lesson we're learning about those churches in Revelation that had some difficulties. In fact, we're going through... Uh, Revelations right now in our uh, coffee shop theology. And we're using a book called Breaking the Code, and it's given us really some good insights because of the seven churches that Jesus is talking to through John. Of those, two of them are actually doing okay. God is actually just preparing them. Look, there are going to be some rough times ahead, stay the course. But the other five needed a reminder that they've lost their way. In fact, today, the church of Ephesus, we are learning about about them, how they were just incredible. They were hardworking. They were pure. They were doctrinally sound. They, they did all the right things. The only problem was is that they lost their first love. I, um, I have to tell you, my first sermon I ever did was on this passage. And I told a joke, and I may have, you, you may have heard it, but I'm going to tell it again. Because, um, so, Mike, you probably wanted a good laugh today, so... Wow, you've set the bar really high. So let's try. So Billy Bob and Betty Sue had been married for 30 years. And one day, Betty Sue looked at Billy Bob and says, how come you never tell me you love me? And Billy Bob said, well, honey, on the day we were married, I said I loved you. And if anything changes, I'll let you know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a laugh track in here. Just press the button. The thing is, the church at Ephesus forgot who God was. I mean, it's not like they had stopped loving God or stopped loving one another. They had just not put it as a priority. They did all the right things, but loving God had kind of fallen down the list to the point that John actually had to tell them, look, God is saying, you don't love me like you did. Remember how, how sometimes we, we got on fire for the Lord and then as we're going, we kind of forget and we kind of slide back and we forget. Well, this is a reminder. In fact, we were talking about reminders today in our class about sometimes we forget. In, in Deuteronomy, it God was telling the Israelites, look, if you're going to go into this land of milk and honey, remember. Remember the things that I'm telling you. And you will live a long life. But if you don't, there's going to be trouble. And we know that there was trouble. And the other churches, what they were doing, were, some of them were doing really well, but then they went astray with someone else leading them against what Scripture said. And then others, they just were there. They weren't hot, they weren't cold, they were just lukewarm. They were kind of bodies warming a seat in a pew. They just didn't do anything. They didn't really care. We have to be reminded daily And Ron had mentioned today the thing that we have, especially during this season, is the cross. What did 
Jesus take upon himself on the cross was our sins. And because of his blood that was shared, we have new life. And do we actually live like we have life, or do we kind of just go day to day going, "Ah, okay, Lord, here I am. What do you have? I'm not really that excited. Have you had those days? I have. And it's hard to get back into it. Today, sometimes our churches may need to be to come and to apologize for what we've done or have not done. There are a lot of, there's a lot of work to do, and sometimes we get so caught up that there's so much that we just actually don't do anything. I'm, I was told um, sometimes, how do you eat an elephant? Does anyone know? How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Actually, that's kind of disgusting, but that was the only thing that popped into my head at this time. You can get overwhelmed. But the little things that we do is honoring God. When Donna came up and said, you know, we need to do a, a clothing drive. Spring, spring, summer, I was like, ah. but you're like, this is important. There are people that are hurting. And I saw the passion that she was saying. I'm like, okay, let's do it. It's those little things. At least we're striving to do something. One of the things of bringing in the, these um, random acts of kindness was not just so that we can get into heaven, but to actually show Christ's love in little bits, doing something. God doesn't like it when churches come and worship only. Yes, we need to worship. That's the number one thing that we do, but when we leave here, do we actually worship God by helping others? I mean, it's very simple instructions from Jesus. He just gave us two commands. Love God, love others. Kind of simple, isn't it? It's not too hard. In fact, the... the um, the vision statement that we have. It's very simple. Up, in, out. Up to God, in with one another, building up the disciples, and then going out into the world. I think sometimes what happens is that we we have a very hard time to confess, to repent. Because that... That takes some type of humility. Sometimes I'm not very good at that. And maybe you're not either. But if we've done something wrong, we need to confess and we need to go before the Lord. And if the church as a whole, if we are not doing what the Lord is wanting us to do, then we need to confess and say, Lord, you guide us. In fact, that's the whole point of this church is that the Lord needs to guide us in everything that we do. When we're doing the clothing drive and on that day, we need to not be judging people by their parents. We, shouldn't, we should be welcoming them and we do. Do we take the church with us when we leave? When you go, or wherever you're going, remember that you're representing the church. You're representing Christ. Everywhere you go, people are seeing you. Are you representing Christ the best way you can? I remember a conversation 
I had um, with John Gordon. John and I would have lots of conversations. Uh, a lot of things that he would come to me asking questions and I would try to straighten them out. And he was straight, straightening me out. But he asked me a question one time and he said, Charles, what do you think about tattoos? And I'm like, I'm never getting one because, you know, it's needles. And, and so John and I went back and forth and he said, do you think it's wrong for someone to get a tattoo? And I said, no. And he says, I agree. Because in scripture it says, do not get a tattoo. And, and what it was referring to was getting a tattoo, worshiping something else. And so we talked about it. And we realized that when we see someone with a tattoo, we don't automatically just jump to conclusions. When we look at the poor, we shouldn't jump to conclusions of, well, they need to get a job or they need to get housing. It made me realize when we were trying to get Kevin and Nisi um, an apartment, how many steps that it takes. If you don't have credit or if you don't have a place previous, how hard it is actually to get in to an apartment. So before we look at someone, we need to make sure do not judge first because we don't know their story. And so this week, as you're going about your day and you see someone, don't judge by the outward appearance. Treat them as Christ would treat them, which is, hello, how are you? And actually, when you actually say, how are you, actually mean it. I know sometimes it's hard when we go, how are you? Fine. There have been a couple of times, uh, Sharon, I'm going to pick on you. Oh, by the way, can I? Oh, yes. Good. Thank you. But, um, and, and we've been friends for a long time, and I'll go, how are you? And you go, fine. And I'll look at you and go, uh-huh. And then we'll start to talk. See, uh, that's the thing. We... If we're going to ask that question, we need to be ready for a response. So this week, with humility and with confession, let us get right with the Lord. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, we thank you that you've given us warnings. We thank you that you discipline those that you love. We thank you for where we are. But Lord, there's so much more to do. Sometimes we're afraid, sometimes we forget. But Lord... Help us to keep the cross in front of us, to remind us who you are, to remind us what you've done, and that we need to come to you asking, Lord, use us. Because we know that when you put it on our hearts, you are with us. And that anything that you've asked us to do we can do it through your strength. So Lord, strengthen us this day. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, help us to seek you out, to please you, to worship you, and to be among those who need to hear your word. So, Lord, guide us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. On the reflection and response,
Uh, I know from our Sunday school class this morning of remembering. Why is it so hard for us to remember what Christ has done? Anyone? Why is it so hard to remember? So, so for those on Zoom, I'm going to just relay back. We, we get comfortable. Like today, I want to go from my warm house to the warm car to the warm church. And in the summer, the cold house to the cold, yeah, we, we want to be comfortable. We don't like to be uncomfortable. And one of the things I'm rem- reminded is from Tom uh, in Sunday school, he was saying how he was drinking his coffee, got up, had his coffee, but then remembering those in the Ukraine who are waking up wondering not about coffee, but about safety, about food, clothing, where's the next meal? So I think part of it is being comfortable, and part of it, we just don't make time for God. We get busy. So maybe this week we do need to stop and look around and go, okay, Lord, what is so busy? What is so, what is so taking up my time that I can't make a little time for you? I want you to think about that making sure that you are making time for God daily. Let's pray. Gracious Lord, we are comfortable. And Lord, we get busy. And Lord, we forget. But you are awesome. In all of that, you are very patient for, with us. And Lord, we praise you for that. The patience that you have is incredible. But for your great love, you wait for us. You wait for us to make the right decisions, to get out of our comfort zone, to spend time with you, and to remember once again who we are. So Lord, help us each day not to forget we are your children We are brothers and sisters in Christ. Let us love you and to love others. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
So this week, we are to worship his majesty. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, you are the one who leads us, guides us. So this week, let us worship your majesty. Each and every day, each and every hour, in Christ's name. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen.